This is Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. What was that we just listened to? That was Herb Alpert and Tijuana Taxi. <laughs> That's not your friend. No, we're going to play that one last. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we could pretend that Herb Alpert's your friend. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He's a friend of everyone. I mean, he he's not really a friend so much anymore the way he was acting like just last weekend. He got a little bit drunk and he was kind of like causing some havoc. But, you know, we're still down. <laughs> we're still on Facebook. You know. We haven't defriended on Facebook. No, no, haven't yet. It's always the last straw with someone, you know. You yeah. could, you could you could you could have a high level to test before <laughs> you defriend someone. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes though some people are so concerned about it they'll defriend you if you don't like reply to their mass email about you know their dog's wedding that you I'm didn't go to i'm not even on facebook i know i've right? resisted this whole time you know what you're probably better for it <laughs> I, I guess it was just a quit facebook day a couple days ago it was i didn't i, I didn't quit <laughs> <laughs> why can't i quit you uh, I guess I should mention who I'm sitting here with. This is Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM, and I'm chatting with Jamie Q and James Kirkpatrick, uh, all the way in from lovely London, Ontario. I've never actually been in London. Is it lovely? Oh, yeah. It's really lovely. Good <laughs> <laughs> bike paths. Yeah, nice, bike paths. yeah, nice river. Don't go in it, but nice to look at. Um, <laughs> not, not nice to smell when it's warm, but it's, it's, no, it's a good town. There's some cool people, and there's some nice things going on london's fascinating because it has a long tradition in the medium you guys are working in and for lack of a better term the psychedelia mm-hmm. should i just say that mm-hmm. um i guess your younger contemporaries of mark bell jason mclean uh you've both peter done thompson. work with peter thompson mm-hmm. um on the west coast we have owen Plummer. jason mclean actually used to be and mark used to be from vancouver we miss them. Uh, Mark DeLong, and probably a whole list of other people. Robert Dayton. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great folks. So it's a fine tradition. And London was an early spot for that. Someone just gave me a bunch of old uh, mini comics by Peter and Mark nice. Bell yeah. from 1992. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're horrible. <laughs> They're amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing is, even back then, though, I mean, like it was pretty... Different and like, oh, it's I mean, completely the, the different. Work has so has changed so much too, and I mean, it was it was oddball at that time. Um, yeah, yeah. Like they were doing something different, and it, it, it's fascinating to see where they've come mm-hmm. in that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's really it's been almost twenty years. Yeah, hard to believe that. Yeah, time flies. Now, I guess you should mention why you guys are here. Uh, you're doing an art show opening on Saturday night at. Uh, my favorite local comic store, Lucky's Comics, up at, let's, I can never remember the address. Oh, you don't have it. There, yeah. Where is it? Oh, there's 3972 Main Street. Um, and it's for a silk-screened book set. Um, but I'm presuming there's going to be more than just the two books yeah, at the art show. Yeah, it's also a show of paintings. Of paintings. Yeah. Now, the paintings are collaborations all between the two of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That's there's right. 26 new paintings, and... Uh, we had it even on a timer, like most of them were 10 minutes. There's a few that were five minute ses- sessions, but it was like 10 minutes and then we'd switch them and then t- another 10 minutes and then we'd switch them. And like pass them like back and going. forth every 10 Like minutes. chess. Yeah, so we're working yeah. on like two, two paintings at the same time. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how did you guys uh, start collaborating? Is it kind of coming from that scene we were mentioning, or? Well, I mean, 
I've been doing collaborative work with a bunch of people before. Jamie's done some collaborative work with a bunch of people before. So um, when we like started becoming friends and stuff through Peter Thompson, actually, um, we just naturally started collaborating together, and it just yeah. it clicked. You know, These are, worked. Um, our zine party in the middle collects a lot of our earliest ones that were marker sort of doodly <laughs> marker drawings. It's what kind of markers? Because like they're. Markers kind of undersells it because you These can get some nice. Markers. Do you know what? Uh, those what were, were like Copic. Those were markers I've had since I was a kid. Oh, so like total <laughs> Crayola style. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Like they don't even have a name on the side. Like they're very, they're like you know real cheap ones that you know I acquired somehow as a kid. I think they're probably. just white and they have a colored lid, right? Uh, yeah, or th- some of them had the color on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those were the white ones with the colored lid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those are straight up, yeah, the same markers. I actually, because I've always kind of used markers, you know, here and there, but a lot more lately now, and especially because I, I brought them back for our drawings together and stuff. How did they last? I don't know, mm-hmm. but they still do. That's, like, those I are, yeah. I, 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 lack of a better term, they're magic markers. They are Literally magic markers. Magic yeah. markers. Yeah, totally. Blessed by a wee wizard <laughs> hiding in a hobbit hill somewhere <laughs> you talking about me <laughs> i did not know that <laughs> what Come level to london ontario sometime what level wizard are you uh, they don't even have levels where i'm at okay <laughs> <laughs> i was uh out for breakfast and somehow Dungeons and dragons came up with someone it's like you know i never i never got into it no i i actually never when my friends who I used to skateboard a lot with they'd go and play Dungeons and Dragons I'd stay at their house just staying and skateboarding in front of their house that's just what I did I never got into it or magic or any of that stuff, <laughs> which is later but that's okay you know what you probably saved yourself a lot of money and a lot of grief yeah yeah they would actually get in fights over stuff you know like physical crazy I don't know I don't know why it was a different uh, it was a different <laughs> they're really into it yeah they're really, really into, into it, it. yeah <laughs> Tell me a bit about yourselves. I mean, Jamie, you are... I was reading up on your master's thesis, and it's fascinating. I, I don't agree with all the terms used. I'm still... I still struggle with lowbrow. Yeah, well, I'm... That's actually part of it, is, like, I struggle with those things, too. So it's sort of, um, like, looking at those terms, like, what kind of art is called lowbrow or outside or DIY or, like, why are those kind of terms used and sort of describing what it is? It sort of keeps it uh, separate in a way but part of what i'm arguing is that like you can't you can't be outside mm-hmm. there isn't really an outside so the outside's been gone for quite a while i think at this <laughs> point mm-hmm. well i mean it's it, you guys kind of are skirting in that area with the the style of illustration the comics influence i mean the, in some of the work they're not as apparent but in other ones there is some comics influence i mean we are a comics radio show. Yeah. Right now, I'm making a lot of work out of paper mache. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's your sculpture work? Yeah, like my undergrad I did in sculpture at ACAD in Calgary. And um, so, I, I don't know, I kind of always think of myself as coming from like a three-dimensional sort of background. Like I tend to be more inclined to make 3D work. So this, How- the collaborative stuff, like it's all been paintings, but um, James does like tons of paintings. So, uh, but 
it's a, a bit practical, like just how are we, because we were going to come out all the way to Vancouver and it's like, well, paintings will fit in our luggage really easy, so mm-hmm. let's make paintings. We did want to include <laughs> sculptures and stuff because we've made sculptures together and, and things too, but we just, it kind of came down to practicality for the mm-hmm. show and also like we actually like i mean i personally like had some crazy stuff happen that was absorbing a bit of my time uh that we had allotted to make some work so we were like okay let's just stick to paintings you know for this show and actually i'm really glad we did because i think we sort of worked through some ideas that we worked in, we, we figured out a really good way to make paintings together that we never we've made quite a few paintings together but this time it was like we got to focus on a body of work and i think it really was i think it's i think it changed maybe how we're gonna even work in the future for collaborative stuff when we go about it so it's cool how long have you guys been collaborating for um since the first ones were like october 2008 yeah so almost so two a years year and now. a half maybe. yeah yeah is there something that you guys get working together in projects that you are able to kind of sync up that you don't have as readily with other folks. It's like, what, what do you find about it that connects the two of you? Because you both have collaborated with other folks. I find with, well, an example is like when we both work with Petey, you can sort of see the marks that I'm doing and you can see the marks that Jamie's doing and you can see Peter's work. But generally when we work together, it kind of melds into some kind of a... Yeah, like you can't really tell who did what in yeah. ours. Um, yeah. So that, I don't know. That's an interesting thing about it. Yeah. Or even, like, I collabor- collaborated with um, my friend Farah Darcy, and she does mostly, like, felt and wool stuff, more, like, textile-based mm-hmm. things. And I was working a lot with paper still at that time, so um, we ended up sort of just swapping materials, but not really ma- working on the same piece at the same time, mm-hmm. like the way that James and I do. Yeah. Um, so it was more building on top of each other not necessarily yeah or just saying like you work with paper i'll work with wool and we made some pieces (laughs) and um like there were some elements of each of our work in the other person's thing but um it wasn't as integrated sort of as what james and i do yeah and i find like a lot of the collaborations that i end up doing is it's you know either mailed to my house or mailed to somebody else or like peter i mean mainly my main two people I collaborate with is Jamie and, and Peter. So with Peter, it's like he'll leave something at my house for months or I'll have something at his house for months and, like, eventually we get around to working on it, you know. And and, and Bola Butte, too. Uh, we both have done quite a bit of work with Bola Butte. Do you know his work? Not at all. Okay. We gotta, <laughs> we, gotta, we have to put you on to Bola Butte's work because you'll really like it. You'll, you'll like it very much. Tell me about it. Well, um, I mean, I, Bo lives in Halifax, and I went to NASCAD with him out there. And I didn't really know him so much until the end of my time at NASCAD, but uh, he was doing a lot of work with Ben Jones uh, and the paper ad guys. Mm-hmm. Like, he met them earlier on. Um, and some of the bef- Deer Raindrop guys, when they were in paper ad, he was down when they were all together uh, back then. And so a lot of bright colors. Yes, lots of bright <laughs> colors. Yeah. Glow in the dark. Yeah, and glow in the dark. And like there's neon, like uh, black light sensitive yeah. colors. Yeah, and Ben Jones is into the trolls and stuff and, and those kind of things. And uh, Bo's kind of, uh, you know, m- m- figure that he takes out of mainstream media is uh, more like the California raisins and stuff like that. He's really into that and some other... But he, he's got some really unique work. So anyways... You should check his stuff out. I, I do suggest it. I, I find looking at you, at both your works, um, while those guys are kind of steeped in pop culture mm. and uh, 
Mark Bell references pop culture sometimes. Mm. I kind of look at your work and I feel it's more um, kind of in its own world. Like you're not reflecting a mainstream Hmm. for, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's good. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) Do you kind of see your work in a world in itself or? Yeah, I mean, I feel, this is the thing. I, I do take influence from a lot of the cartoons I would watch as a kid a lot. But I think I've turned it into my own thing. Like, I always used to do that when I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. I'd always be, okay, I really liked He-Man and Doctor Who and Transformers and G.I. Joe especially, you know? Who like, didn't? <laughs> Who didn't? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah. I could never get into Doctor Who. Oh, oh okay. Uh, well, we need, yeah, see, that's... That's a whole other... This is the thing, too. My parents are both from Glasgow, right? Oh, so okay. they're they're from, you know, the U.K., so... I've been watching it since I was a little kid. You know, like I've, I've been like I don't remember. Like that's one of my first memories is Doctor Who. So for me, it's like in my you know, it's like my language of life is based on a lot of you know the rules. That, does he ever just walk down the hall, just mumbling to himself, exterminate? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what I was saying before is that that stuff does influence me for sure, but I don't think it's as apparent because I think I've converted it into my own way of pushing that out or or making it my own work and stuff. I think a lot of our stuff tends to be really abstract too. So Mm -hmm. in terms of it being different from kind of pop culture influences, um, I mean, if everything is abstract, how how much pop culture can you really put in there? It's true. <laughs> but I mean, it's, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, like line work colors and, and design can fall into that, you know, like yeah. or, mm-hmm. or how the work's laid out, like his composition or whatever can be influenced by. Someone more knowledgeable than me would be uh, concurring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. That's, that's sometimes a fault of my own, not having that uh, art school knowledge. It's certain oh, well, things don't I don't. It. You're better off without it. Probably. I'm just at, making cool stuff is the way to go. There we go. Fun stuff. Making cool stuff. Yeah. Just having fun, I think, is... A, I feel obligated to make an argument for, like, the, the thinking about it is important. Okay. Also. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, I am in an MFA program right now, so it's hard for me to be like... <laughs> Don't <Yeah>. bother! Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. a bit of a hypocrite being like... No, it's not I guess I'm it. not saying don't think about it. Just don't let... Um, maybe lack of knowledge or something like that in a certain area ever hold you back. Well, I think also something you guys are going towards earlier is that sense of immediacy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to make that work. Like, do it, get it done. Because you're saying, like, 10 minute, was it 10 minute, 20 minute, back and forth. Um, you know, how much pre-process do you go into it? Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's something we've been actually discovering lately is is that is sort of setting... Um, Maybe a, maybe some rules before we start, you know? Mm. So and being like, okay, we're going to do 10-minute times, and we're going to use only five colors. So on this one, you can pick three. On this one, you can pick two. I'll pick three on this one. On that one, you can pick two. And then you're, like, limited to those once you've chosen them. And um, But I think it's mostly materials at the beginning. Yeah, we figure out what materials. We agree on what materials. So all of a sudden, like... You know, I'm not just going to bring in, like, I don't know, a huge piece of clay and stick it on a painting or something like that. You know, and like, just be like, all right. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
So we like, okay, this one we're using in gouache, right? Or acrylic or whatever, you know, yeah. we, we agree on that, that kind of thing. So. That, I, I still feel the immediacy. Yeah, well, we definitely, and then other than that, we just try and make it as, as uh, you know, intuitive, intuitive as we can. Intuitive yeah. yeah. I think we're going to do a quick song break. We're about okay. 22 minutes past, 21 minutes past. What would you like to hear? Sure. So let's do, uh, we'll do track 18. It's Delta 5, Mind Your Own Business. All right. We'll be right back with Dusty Peas right after this. Business, business, business. 
Guaranteed Scenic Drive, every Friday morning, 10 a.m. till noon, CITR. And we're back, Inkstud, CITR 101.9 FM. I'm sitting here with Dusty Pees, a.k.a. James Kirkpatrick and Jamie Q. I'm sure you guys get lots of James and Jamie jokes. Yeah. All yeah. the time. I have a lot of friends named Robin. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That person actually used to do this show, uh, Amanada Pia, which is out of Montreal now. To, it, her name was Robin. Huh. So like, I, I approach people for interviews like, oh, yeah, I remember you. And like, no, we've never met. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the, the, the D&Q other Jamie. I've heard, like, some funny stories yeah, about that, Yeah, D&Q had two Jamies. Jamie Solomon. Yeah. And... You? But there was, like, a and, whole bunch that were double names. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Claire's. But I remember a few people even talking to me, like, oh, yeah, I talk to Jamie all the time. I'm like, no, you don't. Not anymore. <laughs> I thought it was the same person. <laughs> yeah. No more publishing world for you? Well, self-publishing now. Self-publishing. Uh, Jamie, for a while, I, you were one of the first people I probably talked to when I started doing the show because you were working at Drawn and Quarterly. Yeah. And I was trying to interview, wanted to interview Seth. I didn't even actually have the show yet. Like, my show was starting about a week after he was in town. And I, like, I called up, like, asking for Peggy. Like, I can help you. I don't know. I just need someone. <laughs> <laughs> it and, worked out. Yeah, it all worked out. And I interviewed Seth. And five years later, somehow they still let me on air. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess people like comics. Do you guys like comics? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Comics are fun. Yeah. How was, uh, you, you were both at TCAF, and that was where we talked about having yeah. you all in here. Actually, that last song, last year at TCAF, we made a oh, yeah. black and white zine that was called Can I Have a Taste of Your Ice Cream, named after that song. Yeah. There we go. Because we both really like that song. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in the really hot room, so you we probably wanted ice, ice cream. cream. Yeah, and we, yeah, we, we do eat a lot of ice cream, yeah, and we like it. There's a lot of good gelato in Vancouver. I yeah, I've checking been, out. Yeah, I've tried a bit before, so I'm excited to. <laughs> so this year for TCAF, we have this new. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be the publicist in you yeah. <laughs> staying on target. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth segue. Tour. Yeah. Speaking of ice cream, we have this new book. Yeah. Here. <laughs> well, that was last year TCAF. Yeah. This year yeah. TCAF, we had uh, these two books that are set. Uh, they come together. Uh, surprise, prize, and treats for faceballs. And uh, treats for faceballs is also the name of our show at Lucky's, which is which on is also- Saturday night yep. from five to or eight to eleven. I mm-hmm. said five, eight. It's weird for a while they're doing early shows. It's nice to see a later show. So eight to eleven at Lucky's uh, this Saturday, June fifth. Lucky's, it, people should go there more often. It's it's yeah. a good little store, and it's one of the few places that carries a lot of this work. You see bigger stores getting more, you know, noted for carrying this stuff, but Gabe does too. Yeah, he has some pretty good, uh, kind of hard to get stuff. Really nice there's actually, stuff there. yeah, there's some stuff that's sold out um, online at, you know, other... I think he only has one copy, though, so if you I know, want I should it, you go get that. I'm not going to tell anybody what's there. <laughs> go get it myself. <laughs> Finally, you'll get that issue of Batman you always needed. <laughs> Don't tell them. Oh, no. <laughs> now, both of you went to art school. You at NASCAD, you at ACAD. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pointing. People yeah. don't even... Yeah. I... <laughs> you and you, I am pointing at random strangers in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy out there, yeah, he definitely went to NASCAD. <laughs> um, what was your choice in going to art school? Um... 
Well, for me, actually, I went straight out of high school, and it was I, it was a toss-up between, like, do I do astrophysics or do I do art? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I was going to go into science. Yeah. So, but I chose art. I thought I would have more fun and be a happier person in general, so that's what I did. It's good. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did you go to art school? Well, I, my thing was almost kind of a, a weird fluke. Like, I was just doing a lot of graffiti at the time, and I would finished. I went to the same, actually, same high school that Peter and Mark went to, but years after them. Yeah. I didn't even know them actually at the time. And uh, this art is kind of an art high school. and Beal Art. Beal Art is what it's called. It's, it's actually a trade school, but they have an art department there, and it is really tight. It was really good. So, um, But I went to go... Halifax because a bunch of my friends from that school were going to check out the school and I wanted to go there because through a graffiti crew that I was in um, there was like members yeah I know right (laughs) there was members there was members in Halifax and I wanted to go meet them and go paint with them so I went with my friends that were going to check out the school and but just to go paint graffiti and stuff so I went there and then I really liked the school. I got to go on a tour through it, and I was like, oh, man, this looks amazing. And then, so I thought about it for a while, and I, I did want to move to Halifax because I liked this, the music and art, like, the graffiti. It's got a really, scene. really great art scene there. Yeah. It, I don't know anything about the hip-hop scene, but... Well, it was really special at the time. It was, like, pretty much some of the best stuff in, like, North America was coming out of there. Um, so, and the people from there were connected to other scenes that I really enjoyed, so... Um, I wanted to move to Halifax, and I basically had nothing to do. And I was like, well, I should maybe go to school as sort of a, a reason to go there, kind of, <laughs> or something, you know? And so you were you were of the age, too, the right out of high school? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'd taken, like, a year off at, at, after high school and just gone to, you know, I, I was just I was trying to make a living off of doing murals, actually, for a while. I was doing graffiti murals and trying to get money for it and stuff, and painting trains. And it's a lot of work, it was, murals. I don't like spray paint that much either, and it was like, okay, you want me to spray paint this huge wall? You know, and at the time, I was, like, realizing that the spray paint was really bad, and I was like, okay, this kind of sucks. I can't keep doing this. And yeah, bad yeah. for your health, we yeah. should say. Yeah, and I didn't like people being like, paint a picture of Frankenstein eating a pizza. You know, like, stuff like <laughs> that. You know, like, that's not what I do. <laughs> Can you draw some guy with grills? Yeah, well, yeah, there was stuff like that, you know, people like... And then it then it got crazy where people were like, yo, I like your graffiti, you know, like, you want to come to my house and paint on my wall, I might smoke a joint with you. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? This is getting, like, ridiculous. I want, like, you know... So it was just getting crazy, and I was just like, I should just stick to painting trains and doing, you know, like... And that, yeah, so it was that, that kind of... The graffiti is kind of what led me to doing art, too. So. Yeah. Graffiti I find interesting because it's like gone off in all these different directions, um, you know, street level and then the high low. I don't know. Yeah, I still I know, have I issues know, with yeah. the Bans- Bansky. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there are lots of graffiti people that show their face. Yeah. You don't need to be mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. And right now you're talking about how you did it. Well, exactly. I mean, that's the other thing, too. It's like... Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's a mistake, but uh, I'm far far beyond. Uh, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> that's no okay. I, I've had underground comic artists talk about how they used to sell weed in the '70s. So I right. think you're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. I think '70s is longer ago than ten yeah. years no, ago it's, for it's graffiti. Cool. I mean, there's nothing I 
did that was that bad anyways. So I think. Let's just say that. Artistically or legally? <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a lot of bad stuff I did artistically. And I don't know. Anyways, let's not talk about it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a reminder, folks, I'm talking to Jamie Q and James Kirkpatrick, and they will be at Lucky Saturday Night from 8 to 11 doing a fine art show. How many pieces? 26 paintings. And we're going to have all our zines and um, like our silkscreened art books and stuff there. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's a launch for this surprise prize and treats for baseball set. I should also mention you're both in the Cheaper Show, which is June 29th? 26. 26 yeah. at W2 across yeah. the street from Woodward's, um, which I was really surprised by the list of folks. Like, there's a Julie Doucet piece mm-hmm. in there, which... Yeah, Jason McLean, Jace. Peter Thompson. Mark Bell. Is Mark in it? Mark, Not yeah. Mark Bell, Mark Sonia DeLong. Allers. Sonia. Sonia Allers. Yeah. That guy Andy Dixon, I like his work too. He's from here. Yeah, he's got some work in there. That's gonna be good. That's uh, I I haven't gone to the cheaper shows because basically it's a lineup. I heard it's insane. Yeah, I heard it's really tough to get. I heard some of the artists don't even get in to see their work hanging on the wall. Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah, yeah. and also it's a hard show to get into too. Like as far as selling. Mm-hmm. So we, you mean getting accepted into it? You mean or something? Yeah, we were invited by DeLong. Mark DeLong hooked it up. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So he's doing some curating for it? Or? I believe so. Yeah, he's oh, helping amazing. out this year. So he, yeah, he was like... He shows at the LES Gallery, LES and Gallery. Lisa from there is the lead curator of oh, okay. the Cheaper Show. So. Yeah, there we go. So thanks, but, Mark. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Hook it up a brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah, but that's uh, our solo work is in that show. And um, it might be worth mentioning, too, that, like, the premise of the cheaper show is that everything's two hundred dollars, but mm-hmm. all our collaborative paintings are going to be two hundred dollars also. Yeah, so lucky. So if people are into, you want to save work, the lineup? <laughs> just yeah. have a casual <laughs> evening of art yeah. purchasing and perusing. Yeah, yeah. At Lucky's Comics on mm-hmm. this Saturday, three nine seven two Main Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you can do another quick song break. Okay. Sure. So let's do. Uh, one of James's songs. Okay. Oh. So James uh, makes music as Thesis Sahib, and uh, if you go to number eleven, it's a a new song hasn't yeah. been released yet. This oh. is this is on. This um, is, is going to be coming with a book I made uh, with a publisher in France called Les Derniers Cris. I love them. Yes, me too. I spent a lot of money last year at TCAF. <laughs> I'm kind of happy they weren't there this year. Yeah, it's trouble. <laughs> like. Yeah, so I was in France with a music tour, and I've talked to these guys a few times, and they agreed to make a book. So I went to the Darnie Creek place and did the layout with Paquito there. Uh, he's the guy who, who sort of runs the show right now, and uh, he had a broken arm, and he couldn't do the silk screening, so the book's delayed. I was going to have it here and now. But, and then so he's like, why don't you make an album with it? And I've been making all these songs with uh, Game Boy lately, like uh, modified Game Boy. So, and I've been playing them along with my rap stuff that I do. Um, but I built this mask with this microphone in it, and I use effects and stuff, and I basically sing over these Game Boy beats. It's a lot different than my rap stuff, but... So this song I made, I wrote while I was in France, and it's on the new album that's going to come with the book. It's called New Strangers. It's called New Strangers, which is the title of the the book and the album. And um, it's funny because in the song I have this part where I'm like... 
you know, well, I, I say like we are all new strangers from time to time, you know, surprise, and then I go surprise, prize, surprise, and then I for- forgot about it completely, and then basically we were making this book and surprise, we surprise. called it surprise prize for a totally different reason, and then it was like, oh, it goes with this song that you made. Yeah, and I think you Sorry. actually came up with surprise prize, yeah. and I was like, oh, wait a minute, like it was like a couple of days later, I was like, hey, this song, I say that. <laughs> Same thing. Anyways, you probably can't even really hear what I'm saying. It's all like crazy effects. <laughs> you, can, you can hear it. Cool. Okay. Let's listen. To listen it. attentively, okay. folks. We'll right. be right back. Inkstud, <laughs> CITR, 101.9 FM. <laughs> Surprise, prize. <laughs> Ink stud, CITR 101.9 FM. I'm here talking to James Kirkpatrick and Jamie Q, uh, a.k.a. Dusty Peas. I love the name. 
Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you. What are dusty peas? <laughs> dusty peas was like this way. I don't know. It came up. We James travels a lot, so when we first started becoming friends, we were talking on like G chat a lot, mm-hmm. and James would be like writing like peas at the end, like yeah, just like instead peace. of peace. It'd be like peas. Like, peas. Oh, peas. Then, yeah, peas. Yeah. I did an exchange to Australia in 2001 when I was doing my undergrad, and my friends there would say dust for some reason. I don't know the story Because it's really dusty that. in it's Australia. Like, dust. Eat my dust. I'm out of here. <laughs> I think that's me. It was me. You know, like... So, Cha-cha. Yeah. So then we just started saying, like, dusty peas. And so we were saying that to each other, like, long before yeah. we decided our collaborative project was going to be called that. Yeah, or that we were even going to have a name. Yeah. You know, like, it was like we yeah. just done it. Like, our first book doesn't say that. And yeah. So... I don't, I don't even think our second Yeah, because we hadn't yet. thought of it yet. Yeah. So, but then we were thinking, like, kind of the distinctive thing about our work is that it looks like neither one of our solo work that much. So we thought it should be, like, maybe the name of a person. So it's, like, this third person who makes this stuff. <laughs> and Dusty, we're like, well, Dusty's a name. Yeah could be a name so there we go dusty peas is like the name of the person who yeah. makes it <laughs> i think you'll have to get someone to to, to become dusty peas i know <laughs> to come and represent we like, should make like be... a mascot thing. it's like yeah. the, kind of the, the <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of like the all-star schnauzer band yeah know, like yeah following yeah. That, so, that legacy <laughs> james was just doing a residency at struts in uh-huh. february and uh mark and peter and i went out there and we had a show and gave a talk and stuff and we called it pea brain schnauzers because <laughs> james and peter together brain trust yeah and then dusty, dusty peas and then like mark and peter have been associated with the all-star schnauzer band so the, the mysterious all-star yeah schnauzer. sometimes they're actually in the band sometimes they're just managing it you know it's, <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> it's magic yeah and i'm curious about staying on the topic of music with your circuit bending okay. and uh one there's a looked at i think it was on your website there's a something you'd modulated oh the sculptures you mean? yes yeah well uh i've been experimenting with circuit bending slowly getting into it for a while now you know like just stumbling my way through it and then uh so what i've been making recently is uh these sculptures uh with circuit bent elements in them so it produces sound or it moves so it's basically just like toys, sometimes like a bunch of different toys in one sculpture. And usually I'll, well, the one that I've made that moves so far, it's like one button will activate a sound and then that will trigger another sound and then that will trigger um, a motor to move that makes... You can stuff. see them on YouTube. Yeah, you can see them on YouTube or you can go to my website, www.jameskirkpatrick.org. And it's my brand new website, and actually the front page I'm still working on. Uh, but if you go in there and just go, <laughs> if you just go to sound sculptures, you can see them there. I have two of them up there, and I have other ones I need to get video of and put them up there. But I'm going to do that in the near future. So for more info, people should go to jameskirkpatrick.org. dot org. Jamie Q. dot net. And, and a lot of our collaborative drawings are up there. Yeah, Jamie's James in your collaborative yeah. section yeah. as well as collaborations with uh, with Peter. Peter Thompson. Mm -hmm. P.D. Thompson. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and like this book, The Journey Through Time and Shapes, these were all collage... Well, some of them. Some of them are paintings, but some are paper collages that we then sort of flattened out in Photoshop and silkscreened. So... 
I'm really fascinated that we were talking earlier one that was done three color style. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, a couple of the pages in this Journey Through Time and Shapes book, um, we separated the colors out into cyan, magenta, yellow, and um, yeah, because we some of them are just flat shapes, but then we had a couple that were paintings that you know had the full spectrum of shades. So. We just used whatever colors, also. Yeah, we just yeah, went yeah. off and didn't even yeah, think about even just think using about three colors or whatever. But we knew that we were going to do the printing this way. That, that's right. Before yeah. we made the paintings, so yeah, it's just amazing mm-hmm. to look at. I yeah. love. I, I like people that know me and regular listeners probably know I love silt screen as a as a medium of how to print like it's so hands-on you're in there your hands are getting dirty you're sweating you're pulling um we were really sweating with yeah. this one like, we're in, in halifax and it was so humid and the prints weren't really drawing and the, there was only 40 spaces in the racks and we had these clotheslines strung up because we did 100 copies of them so we had all the doors and windows shut with the heaters on to make yeah. the prints dry quicker. <laughs> to give you a little crazy. bit of like a background, and actually tell you what we were doing, we were doing a residency at a place called Robert Street Social Center, mm-hmm. which is... They have is, an amazing zine library. Yeah, they have a fantastic zine library mm-hmm. there, and I visited them before, and some some of my friends went to that I went to school with run the place, and it's definitely, it's kind of like more of like got a punk um, aesthetic to it, and it's uh, it's really a great place. It's amazing. and um, Yeah, it's like collectively run. and Yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean... It, and so they have a little shed there that is the place where the residents stay. So we're staying in this little shed in the back that's awesome. Um, but the print shop is probably the size of this room, which is not that big. Not even this size, maybe, but filled with other stuff. So when we went there, we had this massive plan on making these books and stuff, and they weren't really... We thought we might do 200 yeah. copies when we got there, and then we quickly realized that was overly ambitious. <laughs> and, and we had Bola Butte there and our friend Selwyn Sharples and they were, cause they didn't even have enough space on the rack for how many prints we were pulling. Yeah. So they were having to run up to the second floor yeah. every, like they were like running the prints for it. Yeah. We know? were really lucky cause the upstairs has this kind of angled ceiling mm-hmm. and it was perfect. Cause if it, if they were flat walls, we would have been only able to hang like maybe three lines. But if it was just a ceiling, they all just would have fallen out. But this angled ceiling was perfect that we could string up, like, I don't know, 20 clotheslines or something mm-hmm. with all these prints drying on. <laughs> so basically, for this, for this book, we actually, we actually physically, like, I had my pants off because it was so hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we had the heater blasting, just trying to dry these prints. So like, hot. you know, we had to run up and down the stairs the whole, like, we were up all night. Like, we were yeah. up, we just, it was insane. It took us a week of our life, and I think, that, like, it was crazy. There, there, there's blood in them, ink. There's tears, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun time. It was, even yeah. the colors with silkscreen are so much nicer. Like, a lot of our other ones, I don't know, I guess these still look good when you see the, the um, color-copied ones. But if you compared it to the original drawings, there's some colors that just, when you scan them and get them printed at Staples, it's like... You know, fluorescent pink doesn't really show up or whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> Staples, what's your screen, problem with like... pink? Yeah, come on now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Lovely books. It's a lot of books. Thanks. Yeah, we brought a lot of stuff to show you. So. So, um, remind folks, Jamie Q and James Kirkpatrick will both be at Lucky's Saturday, 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock, 3972 Main Street, and the show will be running for a week. In a day, mm-hmm. till the thirteenth, 
a lucky 13th. <laughs> yeah, right on. It is a Friday, isn't it? No, it's, it's not. Sunday. Sunday. There we go. Yeah, Sunday the 13th. I can't. Unlucky for God. <laughs> oh, God. I was reading, Jamie, about a show you did where all the work was based on an hourly rate. Yeah. And I, I'm really fascinated behind the idea of doing that show and kind of what kind of response you got yeah. from it. Well, that was, I was taking this amazing course um, called Economizing Culture, Globalization, Art, and the Creative Industries. It was amazing um, and really kind of intense. So this was the main project for that course that... Um, needed to have a written component, and that was part, um, I read it as part of a symposium called I Don't Care to Discuss It, Art Media and the State in a Globalized Economy. So um, there's an option to do a creative component with this sort of um, more theoretical kind of writing. Um, And I'm really interested in making sort of spontaneous paper mache kind of in my final crit they're calling them blobbies Blobbies. (laughs) (laughs) that will forever be what they're called (laughs) but uh i I like the name sort of abstract paper mache sculptures and um i had the idea to sort of time myself making them and pay myself 14 dollars an hour which is you know basically what i was used to making um and uh yeah so the sculptures ended up being i think between like $55 to a couple of these paper. Okay, I should describe what they look like. They're, uh, it's like a flat piece of white paper. There's a hole cut in it. There's another piece of white paper behind it that says recess in marker. And I mean, they took me like 10 minutes to make or something. So they're $2.25 each. Um, yeah, most of the work sold. I think I sold almost everything except for yeah. maybe two things. But um, so the... Uh, this is self-published as a book called Manufacturing Content. And, uh, yeah, the writing's all kind of talking about value and art and, you know. It's interesting. I, 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 it's a discussion not that isn't as open as one would think. Like, there's some artists that say, like, charge more for your work and, you know, create a value for it. Mm-hmm. Um it's fascinating. There's also people who don't want to discuss how long it takes them to make a piece. No. Like, this, I've labored over this for hours. <laughs> like, there's some artists out there, I'm not going to name them. They're very <laughs> famous. Um, and, uh... You know, there's what... I, I know how long it take them, took them to do their pieces that they're selling for a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and but the, but on their write-ups a lot, like on their, you know, these intricately done, you know, it says that, you know, on their bios and stuff like that, these intricate done. And I'm just like, you know and I know that you can bash those off. You know, like, you can make one of those in, you know, an afternoon. It didn't take you three months to do yeah. that piece, you know. Is it Picasso or Dali that one was in a restaurant and a waitress asked for a doodle and said, it cost so much money because like, years have gone into creating who I am now. Right. And the waitress is like, okay, well, you're, uh, the tip will be this amount of money. Cause... <laughs> uh, yeah, because she's been waiting for this many years. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's so odd to, to quantify. I don't want to say quantify. Do I want to say quantify or to, sure. to create a value system to it? Like, yeah. does that affect how you make art? Um. Not really, but it's something that I think about. And I guess um, at Western, where I'm doing my degree, there's a 40-page written thesis. So it was like, what am I going to research or like put all that time into thinking about? And I have those questions for myself, you know. Um, and 
part of it is like, what kind of art is sort of in the mainstream art world? And then the kind of art that I'm usually really into seems to always be described as like being outside somehow, even if it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they they're famous now and selling work for like thousands of dollars. Um, and even if they went to like, school, you yeah, know what I mean? So, it's still considered outside a lot. So kind of know? my theory that I was like, well, let's see how this plays out was like, seems like the kind of work that I like that's sort of more playful and um, maybe not too concerned with that sort of thing. The value seems to be determined by the market rather yeah. than, um, I don't know, critical discourse or whatever. So, yeah, my thesis, I'm going to probably self-publish my thesis after this is done, if anyone's interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> JamieQ.net. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, it's called, right now, uh, DIY Politics and Aesthetics in the Margins in the Mainstream. So, um, yeah, it deals with a lot of those kind of issues. Are you planning going further, going for your doctorate? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I see, because Western has the PhD program now, and I see what people are going through in that, and I don't know, I don't know if that's for me. Ah, you're still young. You've got time. (laughs) Well, yeah, my my story might change after I've been, like, back in the real world for a few years, and I'm like, oh, maybe I could just do research and get a grant, and (laughs) we'll see. Do more research. We'll see. Yeah, I'm done school, and I month and a half so i don't know what i'm gonna want to do or do that's the question though right what are you gonna do after drink drink (laughs) a lot yeah sleep a little bit and i had someone ask me what are you gonna do if you don't pass one of your last courses and like drink more (laughs) uh, i think we're finishing up our time slot here um just remind people, this is, I've been chatting with uh, James Kirkpatrick and Jamie Q, a.k.a. Dusty Peas, and they will be appearing or having an art show at Lucky's Comics on Saturday night from 8 to 11, um, promoting the new Siltzerine Zine uh, surprise prize uh, with a box together. In a bag. In a bag. Box together <laughs> box in a bag. Box set. Yeah. There we go. It's uh, it's a green. No, it's not green because it's in a bag. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, less packaging in a box. Uh, they're <laughs> secondhand bags. There okay. we go. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> I bought them for something else, and they were left around, and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they were for another project. They were, they were from your uh, Batman comics you've been picking up. Yeah, they they were from old comics that I used to exactly <laughs> collect a lot more of. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you both for coming out tonight. Yeah, Why don't you? Robin. Tell us the last song. So the we're last be playing. track. Uh, this is off. Oh, our, hey, hold on one second. Actually, can I album. say two things before? Do we, we have time? Before, yeah. I just yeah. want to say something really quick. Okay. Yeah. I just want to say happy birthday to my mom. And Aww. second of all, I want to say happy birthday, um, Shirley. Yeah. And, and um, thanks to Ann Koyama. You're oh, awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, and just she, wanted to say hi, she left thank us you. left us a present at Lucky's yeah, she's awesome. show. She's amazing. She is. She's been really nice. I, yeah. Thank you so much. I love what she's been doing. I actually just posted an interview this morning or last night with Michael DeForge. Oh, nice. Who, uh, Lose 1 and 2 are just, yeah. Yeah. All great stuff. And, uh, Koyama, I predict many good things. She did that, uh, John Vermilia book. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay, tell us about the song. All right, so uh, this is from our friend's band, Pastoralia. Um, if you go to track five, this is our favorite, both of our favorite songs yeah. on the album. It's called Fuchsia of Architecture, and you can actually download the whole album for free on the internet. 
Just Where? Google Google Pastoralia MySpace and there's a link. Yeah, How do you spell amazing. it? Um, P A S T O R A L I A. There we go. Pastoralia. And, uh, Pastoralia. Our friend is Mitchell Weeb, who actually is in the band. He's a, he's an amazing artist in too. Halifax. In Halifax, and he's down with Bull of Butte and all those guys. They're all friends and stuff. So <laughs> check them out. Yay, art! Thank yeah. you, guys. Okay, thank you. Only because of love.